Saturday, you're out kicking the devil's rear end all over Fort Pierce and saying enough is enough. I will see my generation shaken for the glory of God. Come on. It's going to be awesome. We're going to see Fort Pierce shaken for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Come on, the devil's going to know that there's a church in Fort Pierce that is unashamed of the gospel, that is carrying the power of God to their generation, to a lost and dying world. That's what the world needs. The world needs the power of God. That's what the world is looking for. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. All you young people, you don't have to wait till you get older to get the power of God. You can have the power of God here tonight. It is available for every single one of you. You can walk and carry this power to your generation. We have to have the power of God. We have to have the power of God in our schools. We have to have the power of God in our homes. We have to have the power of God in our lives every day. On a daily basis, we can't live without the power of God. If you don't have the power of God, you will not make it in this day, in this hour that we're living in. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says it's not by might nor by natural power, but by the Spirit of God, says the Lord. And when you're full of the Spirit of God, you're unstoppable. Nobody can stop you. Your friends can't stop you. Your relatives can't stop you. The community can't stop you. No devil in hell can stop you. Because where the fire goes, it burns everything in its path. And when you're full of the fire of God, that fire will go before you. And that fire will protect you. And that fire will surround you. And when you open your mouth, that fire will come out of you. Because he said, it's my word. Not like a fire. Not like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. You said, well, that's easy for you. You're a preacher. But I had the fire of God before I was a preacher. I'm a preacher because I got the fire. This is for everybody. You said, well, I'm just kind of casual. I'm very casual. I'm very laid back. My wife's always, we go to lunch, we go to dinner or, or whatever. My wife's always giving me an elbow. Babe, say something. If anybody's casual and laid back, I'm casual and laid back. But there's a fire on the inside of me. I know who's in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I refuse to allow our generation. I mean, look at all these young people. Do you realize how many people across America, do you realize what a mission field Fort Pierce is? Do you understand? I don't know if you do. Because you don't have to go. It's not like you can go anywhere right now, really. Not many mission trips going on right now. But do you realize America is a mission field? Because how many young people, all of your ages here tonight, that they, in America, they've never heard about Jesus. They know nothing about God or the things of God or the anointing, the spirit of God, the power of God, the presence of God. They don't know anything about it. And who's going to tell them? 
How will they know if we don't go? How will they hear if we don't tell them? And how will we go if we're not sent? And that's what this weekend's all about. It's about getting a fire under your rear end where you're not just sitting in a chair on Sunday morning, but Monday through Saturday, you're out kicking the devil's rear end all over Fort Pierce and saying enough is enough. I will see my generation shaken for the glory of God. And if you think I'm not talking to you, I'm actually talking to you. That sounds great, but that's just not me. No, that's you. That's you. Because it's really not you. It's the greater one in you. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So are we on the earth. What is he? Who is he? He's the king of kings. Where is he seated? At the right hand of the Father. Far above. All might, dominion, and power. All name that's above every name. He is seated in the highest place, and the devil is under his feet. So the devil is under your feet, because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So how long, how long are we going to wait? How long are we going to wait for some political movement or something like that? It's not, it's not about a political movement. It's about a great spiritual awakening. But we can't have a great spiritual awakening unless the body of Christ gets on fire and says enough is enough. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to rise up in the word of God and we're going to march through the land with the power of the Holy Ghost, with healing hands. Jesus said, I am the light of the world and he is in us. We are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill. Nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a lampstand or, or a basket where, where, the, where the light cannot shine. No, they light a lamp so everybody in the room can see. And everywhere you go, you are carriers of this light. People are in darkness, they're bound. I've never seen, it, it, just, it, it blows my mind, even driving over here. We saw so many car accidents. It, it's just, it's, it's amazing. People are delusional. They're, they're totally blinded. Their hearts are hard. They're lonely. They're broken. They're addicted. They're in trouble. They don't know any way of escape. They're suicidal. But we are carriers of this light. We carry the light. And when the light comes in, the darkness flees. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could never overpower the light. Everywhere we go, he goes. When we show up, he shows up. That's what Jesus did. Everywhere he went, the spiritual climate changed. Every situation that looked bleak, that was dark, that was broken, that was even dead, he brought to life. Everywhere he went, he carried the power of God. And we carry the power of God. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. And your pastor talked about Holy Ghost and fire, right? Right? 
So to just have the Holy Ghost, it's not enough. At least for me, it's not. Because I know there's more. Because I know many people that they have the Holy Ghost, but there's no fire. How God, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing good, healing who? Just a few. All that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. Let me tell you tonight, God is with you. And he is with you strong. And he's not just with you. His anointing is upon you. And his anointing is not just upon you. His Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Everywhere he went, he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Everywhere we go, it's our responsibility. Wherever you find yourself on a daily basis in your workplace, at your school, how many, how many go to a, a secular school? A public school, sorry. Public school. Sorry. It's been, it's been a minute. So how many know people at your school or your workplace that are totally oppressed of the devil? Well, how are they going to get free? How do you know that you are not the very person to go into that place, to go into that dark situation, to go to that person's life and set them free? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? Preach. The same anointing that Jesus carried, you carry. The same Holy Ghost that anointed Jesus for service and for miracles and to raise the dead is the same Holy Spirit that anoints us. The Bible says greater works than Jesus did will we do. It's time to press in for more. It's time to get more hungry. It's time to stir ourselves up like never before. It's, it's time to cry out to God and say, God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. Come do that work on the inside of me. Lord, I don't want to just be a nominal Christian. I don't want to just be a Sunday morning Christian. I want you to anoint me with the Holy Ghost and fire tonight. I want to be red, red, hot on fire. I don't ever want to be the same again. Lord, set me ablaze where my friends and my family don't even recognize me anymore. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. I just want your fire. I just want your power. I just want to do everything you've called me to do. Lord, anoint me to do it because I can't do it without your anointing. I need your fire. I need your power. I need your presence in my life. But I can't do that for you. Your pastor can't do that for you. That's between you and the Lord. You have to get hungry. You have to get thirsty. He can do his best to preach you hungry, to preach you thirsty, to give you the word of the Lord. But you can bring an, an animal to water, but you can't force them to drink. Not that you're an animal, but you know what I mean. Just got to make that clear because there's a lot of flaky stuff out there. So I, I just want to read you a, a chapter tonight. And this is really powerful because I want to show you what happens when you carry the power of God? 
when you carry this firepower that your pastor was talking to you about when he read you this scripture in, in Matthew before we started? Uh, go with me to Mark chapter 5, verse 1. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Wherever he was put into chains and shackles, as often as he was, he snapped the chains from his wrists and smashed the shackles. Now imagine that. I mean, this man was full of the devil. He was carrying supernatural power that he would have so much strength that when they put the handcuffs and chains on him, he would snap the chains with the power that he was carrying. You know, even for, it's ama it amazes me because even for Halloween and everything right now, you, you see many believers in things and they have no problems with the ghosts and goblins and even unbelievers or whatever, ghosts, goblins and witches and all this stuff. And they, they put out all this supernatural stuff and like it's no big deal and it's no problem. But then when you get around people and you begin to talk about the power of the Holy Ghost, when you begin to talk about Jesus, the anointed one, when you begin to share how Jesus could set you free, how Jesus wants to change your life, how Jesus will deliver you, how you don't need a 10 step program, that you just need one touch from the power and presence of God and your life will never be the same, they begin to back off and be like, whoa, that, well, that's too much for me. But they have no problem with the witches, the ghosts, the goblins, and everything else. Verse 5. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus would, you know, uh, that reminds me one time, so we were in, uh, traveling in California, and, and so um, as we're traveling out there, a pastor friend of ours says, hey, will you guys come with me tonight? There's a, there's a friend of mine, he called me. His, his daughter's been struggling with uh, epilepsy, and she goes into fits, and uh, this has been going on for years. She's a young girl, she's only 18 years old, and... Uh, he asked if I'd come pray with her. Will you, guys, will you guys come with me? He's like, I need backup, basically. You know, he's like, will you guys come with me? Because he actually knew about this girl. So we didn't know what, what the deal was or the situation. We didn't know the people. And we drove out there, and it was actually a long drive, probably like an <clears throat> hour and a half or whatever. And uh, when we got out there, we got out of the car, and the man came and opened the door. And this, this reminded me of it because he said, you know, it's the Bible talks about how this man would go through the tombs just screaming and cutting himself. Well, as soon as the man opened the door to let us in, my wife was the first one at the door. And when the girl walked up behind her dad and she saw, as soon as she saw my wife, she went, ah! and, be, and began to, to, to squeeze her hands, her fingernails through her hands, like all the way through. Like where when she would open her palm, there was holes, four holes in her hand where she would always scream and clench her body so tight and go into convulsions. But you know what that showed me? That the enemy knows the power of God. And the enemy knows who's carrying the power of God. 
And the enemy knows that when you show up, he is in trouble. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, Verse 6. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the Spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Verse 9. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside the man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again to not send them to some distant place. You know what that shows me right there? That demons are actually territorial. Do you think that the devil's just going to be happy with pure church getting all these young people on fire, that he's just going to hand over Fort Pierce and say, here you go, please take Fort Pierce. You can have all these people. I'm so excited about what you're doing with the young people there. I'm, they, it's just amazing. They're so full of joy. They dance before the Lord at the altar. Do you think he's happy about that? No. The, the demons actually beg the Lord not to send them from that country. That's what the King James says. Because they had ownership over that territory. And it took somebody with the power of God, in this case it was Jesus, to go into the territory that the devil had had ownership of, basically, and destroy the works of the devil. That's why the Bible says this is why the Son of God was manifested, to destroy the works of the devil. Say that after me. Say, destroy the works of the devil. That's our job. Say, that's my job. Hallelujah. So he said, the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them from a, some, some, to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered into the pigs. And they entered the herd about 2,000 pigs, plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by legions of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. Everybody say they were all afraid. afraid. See, I'm telling you, it's time for the body of Christ to rise up in this power and go march through the land to set the captives free. And when I mean march through the land, I'm talking about in your daily life, wherever you are. You've heard testimonies, how I've been at the grocery store, where I've been at the gas pump, or how I was when I worked in the corporate field. But wherever you find yourself, you're operating in the power of God. And this is for everybody. It's time for every believer to be endued with power, this firepower that you carry this anointing where you go and you lay hands on the sick, and you're casting at devils, you're getting people saved, you're getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Everybody needs to walk and carry this power. Every believer. Can you say amen? So a crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legions of demons, and he was sitting there fully, perfectly clothed, and he was totally sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. And Jesus was getting into the boat. The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Think about this man. He gets He's possessed by the devil. He's living in tombs. He's screaming and cutting himself. And somebody comes, which was Jesus, which actually you can put yourself in this story. And you come into this region where people are full of the devil, that people are broke, busted, and disgusted, that need help. And they've tried everything the world has to offer. They've tried alcohol. They've tried drugs. They've tried men. They've tried whatever. They've tried everything that the world has to offer, but they haven't got any better. They only keep getting worse. But then there's somebody that walks into that region. There's somebody that walks up full of the power of God to set the captives free and says, in the name of Jesus, be free. Suddenly, they're clothed in their right mind. And they say, hey, can I go with you guys to pure church? And you say, yes, you can come with us to pure church. But you got to promise me, when we go out on Saturday, you're going to go out and you're going to tell everybody what the Lord has done for you. Think about that. How long had he been saved? The same day he gets saved, he goes out and becomes an evangelist to 10 cities in that region. Meanwhile, we have believers that have been saved for 843 years, and they've never told anybody about Jesus. Why? Why? Because we don't need religion, and we don't need just head communication. The kingdom of God is not talk, but power. And that's what the world needs, power. That's what Fort Pierce needs, power. And I'm looking at a room full of people that are anointed, that are on fire for God, that are full of the Holy Ghost, that are full of the power of God, and that are going to see this city shaken for the glory of our God. If you're one of those persons, put your hands together and give the Lord some praise. The man gets set free immediately. He wants to go and tell somebody, think about what the Lord has done for you, how he saved you, how he set you free, how he's provided for you, how he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light, how good he's been to you. Why would you want to keep that to yourself? Why? Why would you want to hold on to that? Hallelujah. But think about that. The fear of God came upon the place. The fear of God came upon all the people. 
Why? Because somebody came into that area and broke the stronghold over that region and operated in the power of God, something they had never experienced before. All they knew was religion and tradition, but that didn't have any power. But when they saw somebody operate in power, and they saw the demons leave that man and go into the pigs. You know that you know all imagine 2000 pigs running off a cliff and drowning into the sea. It was like in in our currency today that would be like $70,000. It would be a sign and a wonder. So the fear of God came on that place. The fear of God came on that people. And it, and it's time for us to rise up in boldness, in might, in power. And it's time for the fear of God to come upon our nation once again. Now is the time. We we can't afford to wait one more day. We've got to run like we've never run before. we got to get more hungry than we've ever been before. we got to get more on fire than we've ever been before. We can't just show up to service like we've seen it all before. you got to determine in your heart before you even get here. If somebody's going to get a touch tonight, it's going to be me. If somebody's going to get on fire tonight, it's going to be me. If somebody's going to get fresh oil tonight, it's going to be me. Not by the hand of man, but by the hand of God. And God will respond to your hunger. That's why Jesus told the disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. But it's amazing to me, it blows my mind that people want to go to the other side of the earth to go tell somebody about Jesus and go on a mission trip, but they can't even reach out to their neighbor. If your street doesn't know about Jesus, forget, forget about going to the other side of the world. Everything starts at home. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. See, even in the Old Testament, the Bible says when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, it changed him into another man. How much more under a new covenant when we don't just have the power of God and some earth invest some 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 thing made of human hands, but we carry the presence of God on the inside of us. How much more with his firepower will we be changed and transformed into another person? And that's what he wants to do to every single person here tonight. He wants to change you where your friends don't even recognize you. Your family doesn't recognize you. Where you don't even recognize yourself. Where there's a holy boldness that comes upon you. Where you rise up in victory. And you know who you are in Him. Because you know when His fire comes, His love comes. And you can't separate His fire from His love. Because His fire is love. And when you have an encounter with this fire, it's the all-consuming love of God. And if the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, when the fire of God comes, no fear can stand in its way. That's why when you get a touch from heaven and you get out under the power, you don't have a care in the world. Because it's the fire and the love of God that comes and consumes you. And when his love comes, all fear goes.
And you need to ask the Lord, Lord, come. Come and brand my heart. Come and brand my heart. Let my heart beat for what your heart beats for. Let me see people the way that you see people. Because it's not just about a touch. It's about being changed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And that's what the Holy Ghost is for. That's what he does. He changes us, transforms us, molds us into the image of Jesus. So that when people see you, they see him. So how are we going to see our community flipped upside down? How, how are we going to see? You know, that's what was said about the disciples. Because they carried this firepower. They said, these are the men, the men who have turned the world upside down, have now come to our town. What are we going to do about this? They couldn't do anything because they couldn't stop the Holy Ghost. They actually had to, had to kill them to do something about it. And when the more they tried to kill and attack them, the more the church exploded. These are the men who have turned the world upside down. Now they have come here. Man, let that be said of pure church, that these are the men and women of God that have come to turn this city upside down. Not by might, nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Yesterday's touch is over. There's a fresh touch for you tonight. There's fresh fire falling from heaven tonight. And tonight you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you're going to be witnesses all over this city, even tonight as we go. You're going you're gonna to notice when we leave this place that there's going to be a greater boldness upon your life, that there's going to be a greater hunger on your life, that you're going to begin to see people the way that he sees people. I'm going to pray that the Lord opens your eyes tonight to see people the way that he does, where his love will consume you so great tonight that everywhere you go, his love will be flowing from you like a river. It's time to step up into the place that he's calling you because he's calling you deeper tonight. He's calling you to a place of surrender. He's calling you to a place of consecration where you're completely surrendered and sold out. There's nothing that the world has to offer that can compare to the power and presence of God. I'm just so glad to be Part of the family No matter what you're going through I got you And you got me